Okay, so here I am in the next part of my journey, right? And it's quite an interesting thing because I just feel like, I don't know, like it, it was a few years after, you know, 26, age 26 to I think there's three years, two or three years. So let's just say I was like 28, 29 when I'm going to talk about some of the things in this podcast, right? And it's all in the same same category of what I've been talking about in the last four podcasts, right? This is the fifth one. This was when I was in that 28, 29 phase of life. And and it was such an interesting time in my experience with this whole feminine journey stuff because it wasn't until the last baby that I had after having her for like a year or so it was the first time that I had gotten a period consistently every month within the whole span of my whole life basically right I had never really had a consistent period and and it's not a surprise to me looking back to realize that it took a whole year of being feeling settled in a community feeling welcome and accepted wholly for me to then a year after feel like okay it's I'm ready for my period to be consistent because I can bleed here right I can bleed here I won't be judged I can bleed here and I have nothing to be ashamed of you know that kind of feel right and so it was it was lovely you know my husband was away in Japan at the time I had this crazy fever while going through my first period again since like 10 years right and and it was it was big but it was very healing it was like it was the worst period i'd ever had with cramps and all like i'd never had that before and then and then every month it came again and it was almost like this like lovely little friend that came and was like hey i'm back i'm back to visit you and help you remember it's time to relax right i was still wasn't there yet to totally embrace you know this was like three, four years ago, right? That I started my period again, right? And I still wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet to fully embrace, oh, when I have my period, that means it's time to relax. It's time to restore. It's time to be gentle and, and, and really step into my, if I haven't stepped into my femininity yet, this is the time to really soak in it, right? Anyways, so that was a beautiful season of life, you know? And then shortly after, like a couple months after, you know, not a couple months because there's a few years between my girls, right? So anyways, then then there's just the next baby that's about to come, right? And it was the first time ever that we had actually moved um, before needing to really move, right? So we conceived the baby. It was like 2015, let's say, right? Like, so, yeah. And I was, well, not even. <laughs> it was probably, anyways, it was like August. That's when it, it, she was conceived, right? And then, and then we have this period where it's like, oh, well, it's August and we just got word that the last house we were in is up for grabs right now. So let's go move in there because it's just a little better of a situation for us because the other one wasn't going to be available anyways. So then we're like, yeah, let's go move. And so it was the first time that we moved during the beginning of my pregnancy, right? 
And so then we could just live there and already be established. And, and it was, it was lovely because my last two pregnancies were just all, were September pregnancies. So then there's the winter, right? To endure through, right? And, and those are hard. Those are harder pregnancy months and postpartum times. But it was just such a bright spark to be like, I'm going to give birth in May? That's going to be awesome, right? Like I can have this baby and we can have the summer to enjoy each other and everything, right? So that was exciting. You know, it was like the the coming of this baby had so many good things going along with it, right? Moving and being established before she came, right? And then just just feeling like there was so much power in this pregnancy, like so much strong woman power, kind of like the, the way they talk about yang energy from a woman, just like very strong and, and graceful, like deeply graceful, right? Yes, I still had the sciatic stuff, and plus on top of that, I had some pubic bone issue stuff that was just making it so it was hard to keep in, urine, bladder kind of issue stuff, as well as just, you know, just pain, just like this sharp pain that would be right at the pubic bone, and and the only time I never felt it was when I was kickboxing, right? <laughs> Which is funny, because I was like, I was kickboxing <laughs> that pregnancy, to to stave off from the pain that I would heal, feel basically any other time of the day. So at least for one hour of the day, I could not feel the, the pubic bone, like, aching, sharp pain when I was kickboxing, right? And just totally allowing for circulation to go through as fluidly as possible. And so it was great, you know, like, leading up to the birth of this baby... You know, I'm pretty sure she was kind of late because that's why I was like pushing so hard with a lot of kickboxing at the end and stuff. And but but even so, you know, I literally feel like the birth I had with her, you know, I had different champion poses that I discovered using the stairs and putting my leg up and just kind of like that big stretch a person makes when they when they are rock climbing, like they kind of put their foot up a little bit higher than they're used to and they just kind of climb up. They like press down and suddenly they're on a on a t- different totally different vantage point. That was kind of the stretch that I figured out while I was in the crowning phase of my baby coming, right? At like beginning to start the process of crowning and and then I rushed over to the birth pool and and it was this beautiful birth, right? My last two girls my last two pregnancies were both five pounders, right? So I was super blessed, right? Like, like they were, they were not, they were not long and arduous kinds of births. Thank goodness, right? Especially after the eight pounder, I was just so praying. I was like, please, I just don't know if I can do another eight pounder, right? Like, thankfully, the next two births were like three pounds less than that, right? So I was like, thank you, right? And so that was awesome. And it was just, beautiful, right? Like I have this baby and it's seven o'clock in the morning and then all my kids start waking up and they're just like, do we have a baby? Right? Like, and they all come to the bed and it's this beautiful welcoming experience of feeling like I have this nest and it's full of my babies, right? And with my husband and we're all on this big bed together having our beautiful moment of just togetherness. You know, I love the baby mooning phase. 
And if anything, it's funny I never even talked about the baby mooning phase at all yet in any of these podcasts. So, okay, baby mooning, if you've never heard of it before, it is one of the most beautiful things you could ever conceive. It's basically the period of time after a a mother has her baby, and it's that grace period of time when she is just... Like, kind of like how a husband and wife will have a honeymoon phase, right? Where they are just with each other, right? And they just are undivided from each other. That's like what it is for a mother and her baby. She's baby mooning. She is just taking the time to be attached with them and, and growing their bonds together while this baby is, is experiencing all these new things for the first time and just comforting the baby and, and, and getting as much nourishment and support as possible she can so she can be totally present with this baby to be growing those attachment bonds. And for allowing that baby to smell their mummy and and feel their mummy and and all of the and back and forth right and having baths with baby and you know everything to do with that the skin to skin time everything and so that's what that is and and I had a great one right it was a beautiful season I remember my kids going to hang out at my friend's house for like a week every day she'd take them for like six hours or something and I could just sit in the sun with my baby in my garden. And just like pull up all the weeds and just like lay there with my baby and nurse my baby in the garden. And just, it was such a beautiful, sunny, post-natal experience. You know, it was just glorious. If I could have had all my babies in May, I would have, right? Because that was so glorious. It was just absolutely everything that I could ever have wanted for pregnancy and for birth and, you know, having this baby, right? And and little did I know it was going to be my last baby, right? Because shortly after two or three years later, we decided, okay, we are done, right? And so, wow, you know, it's been such a journey for me. And, and especially, it was kind of interesting because when we decided we were done, there was this big loss feeling of like, what? But what about my femininity? What about my womanhood? What about all these things that I've built up in the last, like, you know, 12 years of having, you know, or 10 years, whatever, of having babies? Like, this is this is what it means to me to be woman, right? Like, I get to be fertile, and I get to, I get to grow, and I get to birth things. Like, that is the most beautiful thing I could ever have, and why would that season of my life ever have to change, right? But there was other factors involved that that were really important for me to consider. And so it was one of those things where it was like, yes, I want to be full-out woman in the birthing phase of my life. But it was also a good discovery zone after that time to be like, you know what, though? Just because I'm not having babies anymore doesn't mean I'm any less of a woman, right? <laughs> like, I still have my feminine cycle stuff. I still have my... You know, like learning how to be a nurturing, loving, warm, kind of a person kind of stuff, right? Like I have so much to be learning in this area that, yes, it's it's such an intense, awesome learning curve when I'm in the actual pregnancy birthing stage of life, but I can also find beautiful elements and milestones of feminine healing energy and allowing space for those things regularly, right? So it has been a wonderful transition to me to embrace my feminine cycles and understanding when they come, like what I feel at different seasons, different weeks of my cycle and tracking that and, and leaving room and space for that 
and then also adjusting my lifestyle according to what this little girl needs inside of me, right? Because she is one that needs to be, like, needs to be respected with her dignity of what she's ready for and what is available to her because of her energy level, because of where she's at in her cycle kind of thing. So it's been really neat to stand up for her, you know, that inner girl inside of me, right? And and that's been quite a process, you know. My youngest is three now, and so it's it's been quite a thing in the last year especially to have been focusing way more on feminine cycles and, you know, and then as I pick up different things, thankfully there's this whole section of yoga that's just called women's yoga and they talk about this kind of stuff all the time. You know, the yin and the yang, the, the you know, the the feminine cycle kind of stuff and how much the yoga, the women's yoga style of yoga can be so nurturing to to bring out and draw out the femininity of of a woman to really just care about herself and the little girl inside of her and make room for her. Kind of like, you know, the way they talk about when Jesus came as a baby, you know, like, and allowing there to be room in the inn for this baby, right? And allowing there to be room in my own womb for me as this baby, right? Like me as this baby girl that's still inside of me, that's still growing and still needs nurturing and and all of this kind of stuff. I might not be having babies, but I still have a little baby inside of me that I'm still learning how to take good care of, right? And so that's kind of this full circle kind of feel. There's still so much more to talk about in this like feminine healing journey stuff. Like there's so many great, wonderful books about it. I just went on this retreat that, that focused on it a lot. And it was just so healing to just take time to consider how to be more considerate and compassionate for that little girl inside of me that, that is still growing and needs lots of nurturement and needs, needs lots of softness and, and whispering and warmth and, 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 coddling and and being held in in her space to be able to feel like she can she can do that that good good living of like the resting and the playing and the growing you know like the way they talk about in the whole parenting attachment parenting kind of world like I just I'm just blown away